Okay, welcome to the After the Sermon podcast, where we take time each week to dive in a little bit deeper to our sermon text this morning. My name is Ross, and I'm here with... Justin! Awesome, and this week we are going to be following up from our sermon, uh, from Justin's sermon in Matthew chapter 23, uh, where we... Hey, every sermon is our sermon. Every sermon is, it's collective. Mm -hmm. We all, everybody owns everything. But I do the most of the work. So, but I'll take credit for your work. Hey, thanks, man. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so just so uh, Matthew chapter twenty-three. After I was interrupted, Matthew twenty-three, uh, seven woes to the Pharisees, and uh, as Justin pointed out on Sunday, the Pharisees were particularly condemned. We saw uh, for two things: for their pride and for their position. So they were in a position of authority and a position of leadership. Uh, and then they used that pro- that that position uh, to uh, to place unnecessary burdens and to puff themselves up to bolster themselves up. And we saw one of the points that you made, uh, Justin, that I thought we we were kind of talking before this that we kind of really wanted to dive into is that pride often manifests itself in a couple different ways, and at least one, in one of two different ways. Firstly, we saw the kind of pride that the Pharisees uh, were so wrapped up in, the pride of hypocrisy, the pride of showmanship, this, the pride of, 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 of puffing themselves up and manufacturing an image in front of everybody in order to, uh, to capitalize and monopolize on their position, their power and authority uh, in, that, in their society and in their day. Uh, but there's also an, another kind of pride and you kind of call that insecure pride. So would you, uh, maybe we could take a, a couple couple minutes to talk about what, what is insecure pride and how is that different from arrogant pride? Yeah, so one of the ways it's been helpful for me to think about pride is a two-sided coin um, as opposed to a one-sided coin <laughs> or a three-sided <laughs> coin. That'd be one kind of a coin. But um, on the one side is arrogance and on the other side is insecurity. And I got my phone up here. Don't worry, I'm not playing Angry Birds. Um, but I, I would say in general, um, I, I like to think of pride as a preoccupation with self. Hmm. So pride is I'm making myself the center of at least my universe, not yeah. God. Yeah. Now, within that, I would say arrogance is thinking too highly of myself. So, yeah. you know, okay. I am so spiritual or I am so smart, whereas insecurity, the other side of it, would be thinking often too lowly of myself. I'm not good enough. I'm not mm. spiritual enough. I'm not smart enough. And so um, whereas arrogance would say I'm the, I'm the best, yeah. insecurity would say I'm the worst. Yeah. But either way, you're thinking about yourself too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a super helpful, even just, just me, I don't know if I've heard you articulate it quite like that, and that's super helpful for me to think about arrogance being hi- thinking too highly, uh, insecure pride being thinking too lowly. And either way, our, we're concerned and consumed with ourselves and on one one hand we act uh offensively like the uh pharisees did where we're grasping for power and, and show but on the other side when we're uh when we're uh, uh overcome with insecure pride mm-hmm. uh, we're de- we're reacting we're doing things to to uh to def- to defend ourselves right. from from the from yeah from from being uh, exposed right as, right for, exactly for what we think we <laughs> exactly think we are yeah for sure okay so why is why do you think that um uh, insecure pride is so dangerous i think uh, in a lot of ways that maybe our culture we've been trained to uh hate or reject the, the arrogant pride of the pharisees or right? whether or not we grew up in the church or not we uh and we grew up saying b- 
being told, don't be like the Pharisees. Mm. Uh, we, everyone in our culture hates religiosity and religious hypocrisy. Um, but we're all, I think, tempted. We're all still struggle with pride. We're not, nobody here is saying that we're immune to that. So why, why do you think that insecure pride is so dangerous? Yeah, I was thinking about this. One of the reasons we, we wanted to talk about this in this podcast, a lot of people, when they hear the words like, I want to sit on the throne or I want to make it all by myself, I want to be in the spotlight, a lot of people are going, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> I don't want people to look at me. I don't want to be in the spotlight. You know, I don't want to be in charge. Like, I actually don't think I'd do good at any of that. Um, I think for a lot of us, we're actually dealing with the insecurity side of pride more than the arrogant side. And yeah. part of what, you know, I, li I liked how you worded the question, what makes it so dangerous. And part of that, we always say the best lie are the ones that are the closest to the truth, <laughs> just the slightest twist. And so really, another way I think to call um, insecurity would be false humility, hmm. whereas the opposite of – the true opposite of pride is humility. Um, yeah. This poses as a humility, yeah. but really it's a false one. And I think that's because, you know, it's C.S. Lewis's line, um, true humility is not thinking – of yourself less, or not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. So thinking um, of myself less would be godly, right? Yeah. To get my eyes off myself, put them on God and other people. Whereas thinking less of myself is is insecurity, and and I would say that's satanic in in the sense of it is from Satan. It is sinful to still be um, making it all about myself. And so I think for a lot of us, we can get sucked into that, not realizing that there's st still a sin issue there, even though it's, I'm not saying how awesome I am or how much yeah. I want to be, you know, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, lifted up by other people. Yeah, 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 for sure. So we're basically calling God a, a, a liar. Yeah, <laughs> by, yeah, by, exactly. By, by, uh, by thinking hmm. inappropriately less of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we're saying, actually, God, what you created, what you did here was not really that great. And mm -hmm. Satan, what Satan's telling me is actually true. Yeah. yeah, that's that's so good. I think there's also an aspect that, um, in which it's dangerous because uh, by by living out of falseness or uh, in insecurity, we're actually uh, hurting other people who mm. maybe uh, maybe there's other people who would benefit from us stepping up or serving or sticking our neck out in some way or leading in some way, mm. and by uh, by saying ah, I'm not the person for for that or that's not really my strength or that's not really my gifting or or I don't want to be in front of everybody um, getting all the attention. We're actually uh, robbing someone else of the opportunity from uh, being blessed by the way that the Spirit has gifted mm -hmm. us. I think of like Saul in, in, in First and Second Samuel who, uh, who kind of hides behind his position of, of authority. Mm -hmm. And when Samuel calls him out on that, when after he, uh, after he fails to do what God has told him to uh, when he's uh, waging war against the Amalekites and he, he doesn't fully fulfill what he's been called to do. Samuel calls him out on that and then and he basically says, look, who am I? I'm just one guy. I can't stop the whole people. And mm. Samuel says, no, you're the king. You're that you, you, By failing to own up to your responsibility as king with this kind of guise of false humility, you're actually hindering and leading a lot of people in astray and into sin itself. So, mm. uh, so I think in addition to uh, to kind of promoting a satanic version of reality. We're also hurting other people within yeah. the body of Christ. Yeah. So don't be a Saul. Get out of the luggage rack. Totally. Totally. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So next question for you. Um, what, what would you say um, 
you know, I think we can, we all know the signs of an arrogant person, right? If you've ever met an arrogant person, you know it, right? Why do you keep uh, looking at me? Oh, I, oh. I, well, we're just, you know, <laughs> no reason. So, uh, you know, we, we all know, you know, uh, Jesus calls out the Pharisees for their, for the kind of clothing and the, the, the symbolism that they did for, uh, he earlier in, the, in Matthew talks about people who pray long, flowy, self-righteous prayers. We know a self-righteousness and hypocrisy when we see it. Uh, sometimes the signs of insecure pride are maybe harder to detect. But what would you say are some like, are, are some of those signs of, of of insecure pride? Yeah, I think this is helpful for people who are thinking, well, I, I don't know if that's actually me or not, or still struggling mm-hmm. to yeah. try to define this. And so, as I was thinking this through, and certainly, you know, I <laughs> I can see almost all of these in, in myself at times. Um, some signs running these diagnostics: um, fear, anxiety, or panic. Hmm. Um, I think that a lot of times an insecure person is afraid of failure. And so you kind of have this idea of, I can't do it. And so when there is the potential of that, there's fear. Um, uh, So kind of with that would be hiding. Uh, I I may not, I don't want to be found to be a failure or to be Hmm. lacking. So kind of like we were just talking about with Saul, I'm going to hide. He literally hid in the luggage rack. So if I can just get out of sight, then I won't be exposed. Hmm. Um, Paranoia. Oftentimes, an insecure person thinks that everybody else thinks the same way about them. And, you know, it's like there's a people over there talking. They must be talking about me, and it must not be very good, you know. So we always are just thinking other people are joining in on that failure party. Um, I'd say shame would be another one Mm -hmm. that we – when people point something out in me that is bad or I even – think they might be thinking that or are going to say that there's just a uh, we're just very ready to heap that shame on ourselves or assume that people are going to do that um and i think with that and, and sort of a preventative some preventative measure ve- preventative measures would be um blame shifting hmm. where when people want to call me out i'm going to now instead of hiding i'm going to kind of defend myself yeah. out of insecurity so i'm going to say no you know and i'm going to blame shift it on a circumstance you know uh or, or somebody else um, I'm going to make excuses. I'm going to argue with them. Um, that would be kind of the other form of, uh, of hiding. And then I would say something else that insecure people do a lot, it would be to, to make other people feel insecure as well. <laughs> so if I'm so lowly, you know, maybe arrogant to say I'm going to climb above you, but, it, you know, <laughs> insecurity says I'm just going to drag you down in the mud down, with yeah. me. Yeah. 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 And so uh, we'll just all stink <laughs> together. And, you know, finally I was thinking you know, we, we like to then showcase our accomplishments so if the insecure person is afraid of being found at lacking or inadequate, then I'm going to try to really put forward the things that I've done well. And I think some, t- especially for the insecure person, this will come more in the form of what the kids call humble brags. And so we will subtly – Teach us. Teach yes. Us. So I will we, – we, you know, you'll see this on Facebook where someone's like, oh, being a mom is so hard, like always sacrificing so much for my kids. You know, really what's the subtext there? Look at me. Validate me, but it's going to be yeah. a, a less direct way than the arrogant mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I, I identify too much with, I think, with multiple of those things, especially the shame thing mm-hmm. about uh, being being exposed in, in uh, exposed in front of others uh, for who we really are, n- admitting and knowing, hey, we're not as good as we we should be. We're not mm-hmm. as competent as we should be, or we feel like we should be, and so uh, by by shrinking back or failing to, to step in uh, or step up, uh, we are protecting ourselves mm-hmm. from 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 that shame uh, in front of others. Yeah, totally. I think another way for me is 
Uh, I know when I'm operating out of insecure pride when I fail to call sin, sin, either Mm. in myself or in other people. Because Mm. if I were to even gently confront uh, uh, someone else, that's, that's again, you're sticking your neck out. There's a lot of risk involved in there. And if I'm wrapped up with, wrapped up in, okay, how are other people going to perceive me? Am I going to be rejected? Am I going to be called a hypocrite? Am I going to be called, you know, a a prude or something for calling this out? Uh, If I'm going to be, if I'm consumed with how are other people going to respond to this rather than knowing what is right and knowing what I ought to do and then failing to do that? Uh, that's yeah. that's a sign that I'm op- not operating out of mm. out of uh, my security in Christ, but my insecurity in my in my own self. Uh, yeah, it paralyzes so. you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so we talked a lot about uh, in- insecure pride um, and uh, its signs, its da- the danger, kind of how it shows up in our society and kind of shows up in our lives. How would you say then? What hope is there, right? What hope? How does the gospel speak to uh, insecure pride uh, that we all struggle with, or many of us at least struggle with? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this, and I'm glad we're ending on a high note because so far <laughs> this has been kind of a depressing topic. Um, but, but we need it, right? We need to see this, and I, I want to say, you know, a couple of things. I start starting by actually uh, validating the insecure person. Uh, in the sense that we do live in a fallen world, and um, we have a lot of reasons to be insecure, hmm. that, and and we've been hurt by other people. Yeah. We have past hurts and failures, and hmm. and sometimes those are things that are externally brought on us. Good. So we're not attempting here because it could come across like you're just heaping more shame on the insecure <laughs> person. Just here's another thing to be insecure about is my own insecurity, um, and insecurity is actually accurately in a lot of ways seeing our own failures and that inadequacies as humans, yeah. right? Yeah, so it's yeah. not so much that we're n- not seeing our, our problem correctly, but insecurity does not adequately address the solution. Yeah, Because what, what insecurity is trying to do is either hide the failure, make excuses about the failure, um, wallow in the failure, pretend there is no failure, or just try to improve the failure. But that's yeah. still all um, right. a reference point from self. Yeah, yeah. And I would say that the where the arrogant person needs to be humbled, the insecure person needs confidence. Hmm. And the beautiful thing is the gospel does both. Hmm. <laughs> for the arrogant person, yeah. it addresses, here's the standard fool, like yeah, you yeah. have fallen short. But for the one who is struggling with that, there is a confidence, but it's not a self-confidence. It's in another person. And, you know, the gospel says that we're all failures, um, but that Christ dealt with that failure by yeah. coming to earth, living a life of never failing <laughs> on our behalf, dying for the punishment of our failure before God, um, defeating that failure when he nailed it to the cross, and then rising in, the, in, that, in that new resurrection life to give us his never failing life. Hmm. And that's what we can claim. And so, you know, I was thinking about uh, Paul, like we have a confidence in 2 Corinthians 3. Um, and, I, and I love this. And sometimes you're almost like uh, unsettled by the, Bra- the the confidence and the you know mm. uh, of the disciples sometimes yeah. like who do you think you are <laughs> but they I feel they know who yeah. they know who they are and that's the whole thing and in Second Corinthians three four he says such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God yeah. so it's not myself it's him not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us but our sufficiency is from God who made us sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant. So we have this job 
and we are sufficient to do it, not in ourselves, but in who Christ is. And so I think the, the beautiful truth of the gospel, the, it's not, for the insecure person, it's not, aw, think better of yourself. Like, this isn't self-help. You know, this isn't that stinking thinking. Um, it's don't even think about yourself at all. Like that's the call of the gospel. Think about Jesus. Think about how perfect, how powerful, how faithful He is, and then go in that confidence that you are um, that you are great. Not that you're great and capable, but that He is. Yeah. And so now we can have this audacious confidence. And so yeah. Jesus, I would say it this way: Jesus defeats our insecurity, and then He positively gives us all the security we need. Yeah. And that's how the gospel advances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's so good. That's such. such such a good word to end on. The gospel helps us own the, the truth of our hopeless reality and the truth of our sin and the shame that's, that is real. Mm. Provides a substitute, a worthy substitute, and then makes us sufficient, like you just said, as we behold and think on Jesus who mm. defeats and provides all that we need. That's, yeah. that's good. Let's go beholding and, and, and rejoicing in that Jesus and that gospel today. Thanks, Justin. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye.